0: I think this year, this is the first time I'm standing here to preach, oh? Yeah, it looks like. (laughs) It's been a long time, but it's all good, amen. Well, um, I want to just um, usher us into something, what I call a season of camps and complets. A season of camps. And complets, camps, C-A-M-P-S, and complets, C-A-M-P-L-E-T-S, complets. That means that smaller comps, like how you have um, uh, piglets and things like that, isn't it? So you have complets, amen. So, um, you know, last Sunday, I was listening to our Father Bishop Doug preaching, at the First Love Church, and he preached about a seed called a camp, or a seed called camp. And um, I tell you, I was so blessed by it, because it just confirmed something that I'd been also thinking about, and um, a desire to also hold camps. And I'll be sharing with you why we need to do that. But... During the preaching last Sunday, Bishop was talking about a few things that you're doing. Actually, when you hold a camp or you sow the seed of a camp or you attend a camp, you are actually sowing about 10 different seeds. Yeah. And the first seed that he said you'll be sowing is the seed of time. Yeah. You may not realize it, but as you are there in the presence of the Lord for a long time, something is happening to you. You would have have used that time for something else. But once you have sown that seed into God's work and something to do with God, the blessings of the Lord also will be your portion. When the Bible says that seek ye first, the kingdom of God, and all his righteousness and all other things will be added to you, that is what it is. You know, so you are actually sowing a seed of time, you know. And then also, he said you are sowing a seed of humility. Because it takes only humble people to attend a camp. Yeah. Uh, certain people will not attend a camp. And then also you are sowing the seed of the word. The word is being sown to you. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse 10 and verse 11, if you can turn to that scripture for us. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says that for us the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven. And returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bad. That it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. Verse 11 says that, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It says that it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. So the word is coming like rain. Like a water of rain that is pouring on you. And that word itself is a seed. So God will be working a work in your life. Amen. May the things that need to be worked in you be worked in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. And then also, it says that it will prosper in the thing which I sent you. So one of the things that also comes with that is prosperity. Anytime the word of God comes, the next thing that comes with it is Prosperity. Like the Bible says in uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it says that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, and thou shalt observe to do all that is written therein. It says that in this way you shall make your way prosperous, and you shall have good success. So anytime the word of God comes, there's prosperity. Psalm 1, verse 1, it says that, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But the Bible says that but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He said he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, whose leaves will not wither. And he said whatsoever he doeth shall prosper there is prosperity with the word of God. And I see you prospering as you attend the camp. As you sit and hear the word of God. I see prosperity coming into your life. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. And then also you are sowing the seed of the anointing. Because as the word of God is coming, the other thing that also comes with it is the anointing. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says that, it said, um, not 1 Peter, Ezekiel 2, 2. It says that, and and the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me, and I stood on my feet. Hallelujah. So what happens is that the, the Holy Ghost, the anointing, will begin to enter into you when the word is coming to you. Hallelujah. I like what the Bible says in Acts chapter 10 and verse 44. The Bible says that Peter was preaching to the people. And whilst Peter yet speak, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost fell on them. I tell you, when you sit under the word of God, the Holy Ghost will fall on you. The anointing will come upon you. Jesus said in John six sixty-three, he said, the words that I speak they are spirit and they are alive it is the spirit that quickened the flesh profited nothing but the word that I speak they are spirit and they are alive I sense somebody being revived because the Holy Ghost is coming upon you you are being revived in your spirit you are coming alive hey I see something happening to you your life will not be the same again if you believe it give the Lord a shout of a wow I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. So already five things have happened to you just by attending the camp. Another thing that is happening to you is that you sow into your ministry. People who attend camps, whatever ministry God has called you to, as you sit at the camp and you are there, your ministry is being birthed. I have seen many people that have come out of camps and they have turned into different people altogether. And you're going to become what God has ordained for you to be. Hallelujah. When you also attend a camp, you are commissioning. You are sowing a seed to commission your ministry. I tell you, these are all very powerful things. And then also, you are sowing into your life a major prophetic word. A prophetic word. Hallelujah. Sometimes as the word is being preached, one word just comes. And that's it. That's all. It makes a difference in your life. And then also you are sowing to yourself a seed of wisdom. Wisdom will turn you into a very rich person. Yeah. You will build houses. Yeah. The Bible says that a house is not built with money. A house is built by wisdom. And so God is giving you wisdom to build. You will build many things. Oh, your amen is very weak. I say you will build many good things. In the name of Jesus. And then another seed that is coming is abundant life. 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 life, abundant life. Because you see, the word is life. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. John 1.1. Yeah. It says that there was not anything that was made that was made without the word. The word brought life. As soon as the word came, verse 2, life came. The Bible says the same was in the beginning with God, verse 3. It says that, and all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Oh, I see things happening and coming to pass in your life. Then he said in verse 4, he said, in him, in him, in him, in him, in him. Who is the him? The word. In the word was life. So, life begins to come to you, and the more of the word you receive, abundant life is coming to you. Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I just wanted to share with you from chapter 18 of this book, uh, Church Growth, It Is Possible. And uh, Bishop talks about how camp meetings cause church growth, how camp meetings cause church growth. And... Um, I believe that if you are in this service, then you must be interested in it. Acts chapter 6 and verse 7. Acts chapter 6 and verse 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many are blessed already? I think we can even close and go home, isn't it? It's that we've heard the word. We don't need to hear anything again. Acts chapter 6 verse 7, it says that, And the word of God increased. That is what happens at the camp. There's an increase in the word. We have more of the word. And the number of the disciples multiplied. So that's the effect. There's a multiplication of the disciples. More people become disciples. In Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. So more disciples, more word, more disciples, more priests. And more of the priests now becoming obedient. Because one of the things we are finding these days is that the priests are not obedient. The priests are not interested in doing the work of God. The priests are interested in other things. Oh, but may the Lord bring us back to the place where the priests are obedient. Amen. So, Bishop says here that a camp is a special time when a section of the church goes away to a secluded place to wait on God. During these days, there's usually intensified preaching, teaching, and fellowship. And these days of intense quality fellowship and spiritual impartation leave indelible imprints in the hearts of the participants. That's why when there's a camp, you should not miss out. And we need to have camps. Amen. And there is something about a camp which is different from a Sunday or weekday service. A camp has a Powerful spiritual impact on all who will attend. In fact, a lot of our missions or the missionaries that we have, they came out of camps. I remember uh, Bishop went to the UK. I think it was the all-out camp or so. Uh, when, you, when you go, there's uh, something called the Macaday, which is a collection of all the camps that Bishop has held. If you, if you care to have it, you can have it. We can organize it for you to have it. So I think that you should be interested and just listen. Sometimes I just put it in my car. And it's just playing in the house. Just playing. A camp is just playing. You would have attended a camp in your house or in your car. Instead of listening to uh, what do you call those guys on the radio who keep talking and talking and talking and nothing happens to you. Listen to the word of God. But at that camp, when Bishop finished, he said he was putting a chair there or some chairs there. By the time he finishes, some people would have come that they want to go for missions. And then when he finished, one pastor came, one person just came out, out of that camp. And it was the pastor who went to start our church in Australia. He went, on, he said, I'll go to Australia. And that was it. He went to Australia. Wow. Wow. And he started the church there. And from Australia, the Fiji church also started. The New Zealand church also started. All the places around there, in fact, some of the Asia, Australasia, they call it, all those countries, they all started coming up. Just because one person obeyed, one person said, I will go and look at what is happening. And I believe that some of you are going to rise up and move to certain places. And something is going to happen because of your obedience. Because of your obedience. And many times you don't even know what is in you that you are sitting here. But when you take a step to do something, you'll be amazed the impact that it will make in people's lives. Amen. But there are many, many people I can point to camps that they came out from the camps, and today they are all missionaries all over the world. So, the special environment of a camp, I want to talk about that. The special environment of a camp. The camp has a special environment, which you don't find in such meetings. Number one, a camp has a timeless environment. A timeless what? Yeah, we are not bound by time, which is a very interesting thing. You know, as I'm preaching, I'm just looking at the clock. I'm just trying to make sure that I just finish on time. But when we are at a camp, we don't even need a clock. We'll be there. Hmm? Justina, you are going to taste a camp. Very nice. Yeah, we're going to be starting some camplets. Yeah, starting from next month, some groups in the churches will go for camplets. We want to start small, small. Maybe we go from uh, maybe Friday morning to Saturday or something like that, you know. And then we come back. Then we will, we are mounting up towards the major council camp in Mampong. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> we will arrive there on Tuesday. And we are there till Saturday and then we come. So I'm informing you in advance. Start preparing towards it. I think it will be in July. Is July a good time? Are people on vacation or something? Or August is when people go on vacation. But July they will be writing exams. Exams. So what time? It means June. June is better. We don't want anything too close to the exams time so that you also. So, Let us know, campus people, because we want all of you to be part of it. I believe that it's going to be a blessed time. When we vacate also, they will leave and go, so they will not be a part of it. So, I don't know. (laughs) All right. So, a timeless environment. Now, the difference in the quality of fellowship is brought about by the timelessness of a camp. That's what makes the difference. What we have here is so time-bound that we can't feel free. I mean, as I'm preaching now, I need to just move on to the next point or even give one or two points and finish. But at a camp, oh, I can release the points quickly. I can give you more points, you know. So a camp is timeless because people do not have to rush home by a particular time. There is no closing time for the preaching and teaching. There's no need to cut down or cut back or cut off anything that is necessary for the people. Yeah. Bishop was saying last Sunday that one of the reasons why he started having camps was that he realized that he wanted to talk to the other branches. His other children in other branches. So we used to go for camps. Those days we used to have national camps. National shepherds camp. And we decide maybe this time we are going to Cape Coast or we are going to Winneba or we are going to Kumasi or Accra. You know, so we used to move to different places. And Bishop would preach to all of us. And he said he wanted to speak to us a time that nothing would stop him. He can pour of himself, knowing that he may not see us again. So he would tell us everything that he wants to say. Then he will release us to go. And that was it. And those were the camps. And I tell you, it made a lot of impact in our lives. Are you getting it? Yeah. So we need to also follow in the same thing. And... Um, I see that many people always come up with excuses and whatever, you know, but you don't know what you are missing. You know, all these things that I mentioned, you are missing all of them. So make up your mind that I'm going to be at these camps, a complete, a main camp. At least be at a, a com, one camplet and one main camp this year. Yeah. And we're going to organize that everyone will have at least a complete and one main camp this year. Oh, your life will be changed this year. Yes, 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 yes. Number two, a camp has a tension-free environment. (laughs) You know, tension is created by the presence of people who know it all. There are some people, when you are preaching, you are looking at them, you get the feeling of, we know what you are saying. (laughs) Move on, move on, you know. But you don't need that. Paul said that, "For, for, for me, it is not grievous, but for you, it is beneficial that I keep saying the same things. But sometimes when you're in an environment where the people are know it all, it's like this thing. You said it before. Why are you saying it again? Move on. Say something new. The pressure, the tension. Oh, you will not be happy. And people who are in a hurry to go home, you know what? All that we are saying, don't waste our time. And they are singing the song and you can feel it in your head that people are singing the song against you. You want to close quickly and go. You see, that's why a camp environment is good. At least once a year, we should have something like that. Yeah. So that we can also allow ourselves to be ministered to. Amen. So proud people, Bishop says, do not usually come for camps. Proud people. When you see somebody who doesn't like to go for camps, he's a proud person. And if you are also that kind of person, then see that you are the one that we are talking to, that you are proud. Yes, we are changing. In fact, we have changed in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor we have changed. Yeah. he said they are usually too big to be found at such meetings. A camp automatically eliminates a group of stiff, fussy, and difficult-to-please church members. Hey, as an expert, are you that kind of of person? Stiff, is it you? Stiff, fussy, difficult-to-please? No, 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 no. I don't think that those people are here. No, I feel that the people here are very malleable people who can bend and yield. Yes, that is who you are in the name of Jesus. Number three, a camp has an anxiety-free environment. Anxiety-free. So we have attention-free, anxiety-free. We have a timeless environment. Yeah. And in an anxiety-free environment, anxiety is created by the cares of this world. Yeah. I mean, when I look at you and I see that you are, you are looking for a job, or you need <laughs> something. You need money. You know, it's difficult to minister to you. And especially when people are sitting in the service and they are thinking, yeah, I need to go and meet this person and, and collect this from here and go and, and do some business here and all that. Their mind is not even here. Hmm? Adley, do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, maybe somebody's come to collect her dress and you have given the person 8 o'clock and I'm also here preaching. Your mind is on the lady who is coming for the dress. So, when you go for a camp, you are not thinking about anything the cares of this world and all the things you have all that you are thinking about is god so your attention is focused there and you receive every blessing to the full oh i think we should have some camps this year and we're going to have camps we're going to have camps your pastors are going to let you know the dates and it's going to happen i don't know if we i'm sure we have some dates already yeah We have some dates already. We'll let you know by the end of the service. Pastor Richard, isn't it? Okay. Right. Now, number four. Uh, Where are we? A camp has a patient environment. Patient. Yeah. We take our time. Patience is important when training pastors. Jesus told his disciples to wait for him, and they did. They patiently sat under the the trees, and slept till Jesus reappeared. Without patience, you will not see uh, nor hear, hear nor feel many aspects of the glory of God. Most times, people who experience the glory of God, the presence of God, the power of God, were people who were there, who were patient. They were not in a hurry to go anywhere. They were just in the presence of the Lord and then the glory of God appeared. Bible says of the disciples in Acts chapter 1, Uh, Verse 1, verse 2, verse 4. In fact, verse 4, Jesus told them, he said, wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for the promise of the Father. In Luke 24, 49, Jesus told them, tarry ye in Jerusalem. Tarry means wait until you are endued with power from on high. And the Bible says that the 40th day, that is when Jesus appeared to them. And they went to the upper room. Jesus was taken on the 40th day to heaven. And they all moved to the upper room. And the Bible says that on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came. Now, Pentecost is 50. So they waited for 10 days. They were there the 40th day. And the Holy Ghost came the 50th day. So they were in the upper room for 10 days. I'm wondering to these Christians whether we can wait 10 days but you see that the people who received, they were people who were patient, and that's what happens at the camp, sometimes when you go the first day, you are still not settled yet, but second day third day, you see that you are settling in, and then you begin to receive the glory of God in your life amen and number five, a camp has a humble environment. Humble environment. That's, that's a very powerful thing. The need to stay for long hours eliminates proud people from the congregation and leaves you with a group that are teachable and open to receive. Yeah. When you are in a camp environment, to sit there, it, it, it takes a very humble person to just sit down, not doing anything. And just listen, it's like you are, you don't, you are not thinking about anything. You, do, you look like somebody who doesn't have anything to do. And you are there for days, just sitting there. Hey, you must be a very humble person. Yeah. Even sometimes you have people come for such meetings. They cannot come. They cannot sit down for a long time. Yeah. Sunday service, they will not come early. They will come in about 30 minutes to the time. Because they don't, they don't want to sit down for a long time. But when you have a camp, you have a whole lot of humble people who are prepared to receive. It makes it nicer. That's why we're going to have camps. Are you interested in the camps? So how many things have I given to you now? Number one is what? Timeless environment. So please, if you are coming for the camp, put your watch aside. We don't want people who are coming looking at your watch. When are we going to close? A timeless Number two is what? Tension free. Tension free. Tension free. free. Tensed. The pastor cannot even preach. The tension is too much. No, we don't need that. Number three is what? Anxiety free environment. Wow. Number four is what? Patient. The environment is patiently waiting. And that's where we see the glory of God. The power of God. The anointing of God you begin to receive it. And number five is what? A humble environment. And certainly, God will lift you up. The Bible says that, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Amen. Yes. So, in closing, I want to share with you the powerful effects of assembling for a camp. The powerful effects. Already, I've given you some powerful things that happened, the seeds that have been sown into your life. I mean, already that in itself is enough. But in this book, Bishop talks about the powerful effects of the assembling for a camp. Number one, camp meetings allow the word to be spoken with boldness. The word is spoken with boldness. So, Acts chapter 4 verse 31, it says that, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they speak the word of God with boldness. Yeah. When you don't have the know-it-alls, all these type of two known people, we call them MITK. You know MITK? Most international too-known. Such <laughs> people, as they are sitting down there, they too-known. You can't even feel free to speak boldly. But when you have people who are humbly sitting down and hearing the word, you can preach with boldness. And that is where the anointing also begins to come upon you. May you receive the blessing of the anointing. Number two, camp meetings allow the word of God to be preached extensively, which causes a great increase in the number of disciples. A great increase in the number of disciples. The word is preached what? Extensively. Acts chapter 6 verse 7, the Bible says that, and the word was preached, was increased, and the number of disciples multiplied. Wow. I'm believing God to see more of you rising up to do the work of God. More of you are going to become disciples. Yes. Yes. A disciple is a disciplined person who is rising up to do something in the house of God. Number three, camp meetings allow important interactions between believers. Yeah. One of the exciting things that happens at camps, we get the chance to fellowship together. You know, we are all in different rooms, and you go and look for your friend here, and you come, and we are going for the meeting. Sometimes you you go and reserve a seat for your friend, you know. There's a certain nice fellowship. Yeah. That we don't get when we come to church. Because many times when we come, you see a lot of people, In the hurry to go home, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship, the contribution, the participation of, oh, no, cut that, 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 out of the church. Ask your neighbor, are you that type of person? Are you that type of person? (laughs) Because people will not stay around, but I can't, we are not not going anywhere. We are all there. Yeah. So, Acts chapter 2, verse 44 The Bible says that, and all that believed were together. All that believed were what? Together. And had all things common. Yeah, it's also a blessing to be together and have all things common. Sometimes we share, oh, somebody's hungry, you need some food. I've been at some camps and I didn't have food and I went to see some people. I have some jollof here, I have this here, I have some gary here, and it's nice. Oh, may you be at a camp very soon. Number four, camp meetings allow many hours of prayer to take place. Many hours of what? Prayer. Yeah. Today when we came for the meeting, Pastor Richard was leading the prayer for about 10 minutes. I was even surprised when it was over. I said, hey, the prayer time is over. You know, we we don't have much time to pray because we are bound by time. We need to close. So we need to be at such places so that we can pray. And the more prayer that goes up, the blessing that comes down. Yeah. The Bible says in uh, Revelation chapter 5, is it chapter 5 verse 8 or chapter 8 verse 5? I think chapter 8 verse 5, it talks about the prayers that went up to heaven. Can you put that scripture there? Acts, uh, Revelation chapter 8 verse 5, and the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar. And he Cast it to the earth. Maybe go to verse 4. Verse 4, and then we'll come. So it said, And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hands. Hey, I see your prayers going up before God. And what happened? Verse 5. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. So as the prayer is going up, God is releasing his angel to cast some things down. And I see some things coming down to you in Jesus' name. And there were voices. May you hear a voice to change your life. Oh yeah, you'll be surprised. Just by the prayers that are happening, voices will come. God will be speaking to us. The Holy Ghost will speak to us. Jesus will speak to us. May you hear Jesus speaking to you. People have encounters with Jesus at camp meetings. They come back and say, last night I had a dream after the, the, the session and something happened to me. Jesus came to my room. Wow. And there will be thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. That is when prayer goes up. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 4 verse 24 says that, and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God which has made heaven and earth and the sea, and all that is in them. Okay. I think there was a part that says, that, and the place began to shake. Okay, it doesn't come in here. Number five. Camp meetings encourage oneness and unity so that the whole church has one heart and one soul. Amen. Yeah. At the camp meeting, we, we, we get together, and we have the same heart. Because sometimes when you are preaching, it's like different people. But when we all gather we have the same mind, our hearts are knitted together. Amen. Acts chapter 4, verse 32, and I'm just about to close. It says that, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. And neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own but they had all things common. I like the way things are just common. Whatever your friend has, whatever your neighbor has, it's also for you. It belongs to you. Hallelujah. Number six, camp meeting give room for prophecies A church which charges or which charge up the people. Amen. So the morale of the troop is stirred up at the camp meeting. Yeah. I remember one time we went for a camp meeting 1000 micro churches. Those days we used to have just about how many churches? I think about just about 300 churches worldwide. And I remember Bishop had that camp and he said we're going to have 1000 micro churches. And at the time we were wondering how was it going to happen? But today we have over 3000 churches all over the world because of that camp meeting. Hallelujah. So it's always a good thing to go for the camp. And when we do, these are the things that happen. Prophecies. 1,000 microchurch. It was a prophetic word. Bam. 1,000. And we, we just clocked 1,000 and we crossed it. And now we are just moving, moving. And now we are invading Asia. Yeah. Very soon we are going to have a church in Vietnam. You know Vietnam? Yeah. And then Cambodia. Cambodia. Hey, I tell you, it won't be easy. So we are getting there. We are getting there. And some of you, God is going to use you. God is going to use you. Eh? Daniel, you have to start thinking of yourself being used. Don't just be there. It's like, as for us, we are just the people who come and go. What is the essence of coming and going? Coming to sit in the church and hear the word and doesn't have any effect on you. No, I don't think that's what God wants you to do. Number seven. I'm just closing. Camp meetings give room for the manifestation of spiritual gifts which lead to the edifying of the church. So, the anointing begins to operate and people's gifts begin to manifest. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 12 it says that even so ye for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church how many of you are zealous of spiritual gifts you would like to have some spiritual gift some prophet prophetic gift some apostolic gift some evangelistic gift hey some pastoral gift and teaching gift receive it in the name of jesus in such meetings gifts are shared to the edifying to the building of the church so you will come back you have received some gift cards. The Lord has given to you. Amen. Amen. Number eight, camp meetings counteract the devil's work of division. Mm -hmm. That's one. The devil's work of what? Division. He wants to divide us. But you see, when we gather like this, we are united, we are one big force and we fight against the works of the devil. Jude 19. Okay. It said, these are the ones. This is the NASU. Wow, I haven't heard that one. Which one is N A S U? I I know NASB. It said, these are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the spirit. They don't have the Holy Spirit. There are some people, they don't have the Holy Spirit. They are in the church. And they are causing division. They allow the devil to use them. To bring confusion in the church. No spirit. As somebody said, spirit. (laughs) Tell the next person, no spirit. No spirit. No spirit. No spirit. So, you are very carnal. Uh-huh. the Amplified Bible says that these are the ones who are agitators, causing divisions, worldly-minded, secular, unspiritual, carnal, merely sensual, unsaved. That's all. I mean, some people are not saved. There are a lot of people in the church, they are not saved, though. When you look at the way they think and the way they behave, they are not saved. People who are saved, there's a way they think. The Bible says that be transformed by the renewing, of your mind. Your mind has not changed. You still, you still quarrel. You still uh, uh, gossip. And you have all these things you are doing. You say you are saved. Oh, you are not saved. Number nine. Camp meetings fight separation. It's just about the same thing. And isolation that comes from pride and sensuality. The same verse. Same verse Jude nineteen. Pride. Isolation. Matimuhun spirit. Matimuhun what? Spirit. 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 Aha. power Spirit. 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 Uh-huh. spirit. <laughs> it's a matimuhun spirit. Why? Why? You, you will not come for any meeting. Whatever we are doing, you are not part of it walk alone. So, the camp meeting brings us all together so that we can do it. Yeah. I mean, right now, I'm sure some people are doing something somewhere. Somebody is going for some meeting. Somebody's passing here. Somebody's child is this. Somebody's, oh. But the camp meeting, when we come, that's it. Abashos, are you there? And number ten, camp meetings are gatherings which prevent The scattering of the sheep. Prevents what? The scattering of the sheep. Because the sheep scatter. A lot of people at this time, we don't know what they are doing. Shepherds, you don't even know where your sheep are. Eh? Do you know where your sheep are today? No, man. Your quarry says, do you know what they are doing right now? Mm. Bible says that David, at the time that people were going for war, he decided that he would go and walk on top of the roof. Mercy. So he was walking on the top of the roof, walking, walking. Then he saw Bathsheba bathing. Yeah, her name and what she was doing were moving together. Bathsheba bathing. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Oh, partner. Oh, you didn't go to church. You are walking on top of the roof and you see somebody bathing. Hey! This is called insore. Insore. If the the matter was another thing, just one church service he didn't go to. He went to take that lady. Later, the lady got pregnant. He had to kill the husband. So many complicated things. Even that baby also died. So before Solomon came, there was another baby. That baby died. Another one. So right now, where are they? Where are they? Where are your people? Eh? Eugene, you are sitting here. You have no idea. They are scattered. That is why we need such meetings to gather them, bring them. Because sometimes at this time, you won't get them. But we say, all of us, we are going for a camp. Everybody, let's go. You see that they are coming. And we keep them there and talk to them and it changes people's lives and shepherds i'm expecting you to carry your members and bring them when we are going for the camps yeah because that is what will change them and make them into the people that you are looking for other words, you struggle with them hmm? you see your people at hands on yeah see they will always tell you so you have to bring them ezekiel 34 verse 5 let me close And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. Somebody say, mercy. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are the ten powerful effects of assembling for a camp? Number one is what? It allows the word of God to be spoken with what? Boldness. Boldness. What's the reason? No, it all. Yes, MITKs. Yes, never forget MITK. Number two is what? The camp meetings do what? Allow the word of God to be preached extensively. Yeah, number three is what? allows important interaction between believers. Wow. Wow. Number four is what? Allows many hours of prayer to take place. I'm telling you, blessings will start coming upon us. You see, these are all seeds that we are sowing. Number five is what? It encourages what? Oneness and unity. So that the whole church will be what? We'll have one heart and what? One soul. Number six. It gives room for prophecies. When we gather like that, prophecies come. One word that will come will change your life forever. Yeah. And somebody needs to hear a prophetic word. And that is it. Cast your net to the side. Before you realize you are catching a lot of fish. Yeah. Sometimes you are struggling with your placenta, you don't know what to do. You just hear a word and you change the way you are doing your placenta. Number seven. <laughs> manifestation of spiritual gifts. Which edifies the church. The Bible says that by the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. First Corinthians 12 verse 7. So you begin to have a manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life. Number eight. Counteract the devil's work of division. Do you know that the devil is trying to divide us? Yes. Do you know that? Yes. Yeah. If you don't know, you are, you are young, you are ignorant. The devil is trying to, he's trying to break your marriage, he's trying to separate you from your friend. Brick Joiner says that the enemy, the demons were sitting on believers and causing them to fight. There's a fight at every level. There's a division at every level of relationship. pastor with church member, church member with another friend, any level of relationship. Wow. Number nine: fight separation and isolation. Yeah, do you know some people who isolate themselves? Do you know some people like that? Yeah. They do not want to come for anything. They are always matriing home. They don't want to come. We need a camp to bring people together. And finally, number 10. To prevent the scattering of the sheep. So that the enemy will not get them to eat them. Isn't it? Yeah. And I'm saying that you don't know where your member is. Some, some, something is eating your member. What a shock. Hey! That's your member girl, you know? Somebody is eating her. Stand to your feet. <laughs> oh. Now, how many think it's a good idea for us to have a camp? I want you to pray that God will make a way for you to be able to attend these camps that we're going to have this year. You'll be a part of it, the camplet and the camp itself. Lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We thank you for opportunity like this to get together. To have camps, oh God, and to sit at your feet and to receive from you. Father, we pray for each and every one of us that a way will be made for us in the name of Jesus to attend the camps, to be at these camps, oh God, in the name of Jesus. For we know it's going to bring a change in our lives. We're going to receive the anointing. We're going to receive the administration of the word. We're going to receive power and blessings. Prosperity is going to be our portion. Abundant life is going to be our portion. We pray, oh God. That the door will be open for us. May we find favor before our superiors wherever we work so that we'll be able to be a part of the camps. We thank you, Father. We bless you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. We pray. And somebody shouted, Amen. Put your hand. We believe you have been exalted, edified, and comforted by the prophetic word. Call or WhatsApp? 233 591 524 That's 233 591 524 To speak to Prophet Eddie Fabian. Prophet Fabian would love to hear from you today and to stand with you in prayer. Eddie Fabian is also on Facebook, so stay in touch. Until Prophet Eddie Fabian comes your way again, run with a prophetic word.